So this quarter, we're talking about marriage, singleness, and related topics. Um, and our question today is, is there a gift of singleness? Mm. So um, in Christian speak, in Christianese, if you will, um, sometimes people say, oh, you have the gift of singleness, or you don't have the gift of singleness. And um, we, we just kind of want to tackle this question. Is this the, the right way to talk yeah. about this topic? Yeah. So, Good. Yeah. 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 And so obviously referring to singleness, you know, not being married mm-hmm. and yeah, this is uh, maybe, maybe you're listening and you're like, I've, I'm not, wasn't raised in Christian culture. I thought right. I that term, but if you were, you probably have heard this before. Someone might say, you know, oh, I, I want to get married, but maybe God gave me the gift of singleness. Right. Well, what does that exactly mean? And so the answer to put it really simply, to whether there, oh, there's a gift of singleness, in, in quotes, a gift of singleness, right. is yes and no. Right. Okay. So yes, if we're defining gift correctly, and no, if we're defining gift incorrectly, would be the basic gotcha. idea. Well, well, let's start off, um, let's start with why is there a no to this okay. question? Yeah. So why, yeah, so why is that not, why is there not a gift of singleness? Well, mm-hmm. I think often people think of that idea of gift in the wrong way. They think of it in the same sense as other spiritual gifts in the Bible, spiritual gifts like teaching or serving or ministration. Mm-hmm. That does not seem to be what Paul's talking about mm-hmm. when he brings up that there's a gift here. Okay. So the, the key text on the quote-unquote gift of singleness is verse 1 Corinthians 7, Six through seven. So let me read this for you. He says, Now as a concession, not as a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own kind of gift from God, or each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. So in context, the first five verses of First Corinthians seven, Paul's been talking about marriage. Right? He, he says at first, you know, there's a saying that it's not good to have relations with a woman. And he says, but because of temptation of sexual temptation you should get married and so he's encouraging sexual um you know intimacy in marriage and he's even saying sort of as a standard of marriage men and women should be together they should be unified and maybe only for a time be apart and then he starts to speak about this right um he says i wish that all were as myself i myself am so clearly in context he's referring to his own single state yeah. It's his own single status. Paul's going to refer to this throughout this chapter, right? Verse 8 clues us into this, right? He says, To the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to remain single as I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, so clearly the reference here is to being single. And then he he says in the, in the middle of those two verses, or in the end of verse 7, he says, But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. So this status of being single, he's saying it is a gift. Now, some people say, well, maybe he's, maybe he's not speaking about um, singleness as being a gift, but of celibacy. Right. And I would <laughs> say this is a distinction without a difference. Yeah. Right. So singleness, biblically speaking, is celibacy. Yeah. Otherwise, it's sin. <laughs> Those are only two yeah. options. So, of course, God is going to say celibacy you should, shouldn't be sexually active if you are single. Um, but he's not speaking about a gift in the same sense of other spiritual gifts. So gifts in the scripture, spiritual gifts, have to do with things that God God gives to us as individuals to bring life to the church, to bring blessing to others. Right. It's, a, it's something that we have that allows other people to experience God's grace and God's blessing. Mm-hmm. It's They're much closer to talents than they are to conditions of life. Mm. 
So I don't think talent is necessarily the right way to look at it entirely, but that's the easiest correlation for somebody to think of, right? It's something that you're good at that you can then use to serve others. So there's nothing that would really compare to singleness in a list of spiritual gifts. Right. Um, These are all things that inherently allow people to serve. So, for example, um, in all of the gift lists in scriptures, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, there's no mention of singleness or really anything in the same category as singleness. Mm -hmm. There are things like preaching, teaching, serving, hospitality, leading, administration, and of course the the charismatic gifts, right? Speaking in tongue, prophecy, all those things. But those things can all be directly employed for the blessing of others. Right? Yeah. If you teach, someone else receives from it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you serve, someone receives from that. Singleness isn't like that. It's a condition. Yeah. It's a condition which allows you to serve others, but it, it itself is not something you use to serve others, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the word gift doesn't, doesn't refer here to those technical spiritual gifts. It's better just to see it as a general blessing from God in, in that context. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. Well... So at the beginning, you said that there is a yes and a no to this question. We, we covered the no. So how, how is it a gift then? Yes. So it's a gift in the sense that God's fully in control mm-hmm. of your condition, of your status, of married or single, and he's given you that circumstance as a gift. So even in the context, he says, verse 7, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. So I think the one kind and one and another would be singleness and marriage. Right. In other words, the Bible's clear that marriage is a gift from God. That mm-hmm. marriage is a good thing and it should be embraced as a gift from God. He's saying here something that may be countercultural, which is singleness is also a gift. Yeah. Both are something that God's in control of and that he has a greater purpose in that he's going to bless others through that circumstance and he's going to bless you and grow you through it. Yeah. So marriage is a gift as well. I mean, we can see this in First Timothy chapter four, mm-hmm. uh, verses one through five, where Paul is is attacking these teaching of demons and deceitful spirits, and he says one of the things that they teach in First Timothy four three is that they forbid marriage, and he, he contradicts this by saying in verse four, everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So. To, to unpack that for us, right, marriage is something good, mm-hmm. and it should be received with thanksgiving. So yeah. if you're married, use that to bless God. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. But there are two kind of extremes in terms of how you view marriage and sexuality. I think Paul is attacking both of these extremes. Right. Or we could think of them as ruts on the side of a road that it's easy to fall into. One is One extreme is that sex and marriage are bad. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's talking about that a little bit here in 1 Corinthians 7. He's saying... You, you think that maybe it's better to not be with a woman at all, to not be married at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily true. But the other extreme would be to say that marriage and sex are everything. Right. They're so important that you can't even be fulfilled, yeah. have meaningful life without that. Mm-hmm. And Paul is avoiding both of those ruts. Yeah. He's saying that there is blessing both in singleness lived for God and in a marriage that's yeah. lived for God. Both are a source of blessing. And so he's lifting up something that could be forgotten, which is you can honor God and have opportunities Mm -hmm. in singleness that you couldn't have if you were married. Well, so true because it's easy to to idolize just marriage in general and like marriage being like the end goal for your life as a Christian. It's like, well, that's not true. You know, like marriage can be another means to glorify God, you know. But we need to be doing that in all seasons of our life, yeah. right? Even in singleness yeah. as well. And singleness is, we know from great examples in the scripture that singleness 
can be used for maximum benefit. Of course, yeah. Jesus himself was single. He led a great life. Paul was single. And pretty he's great life. Example. Yeah, pretty great <laughs> life. One of the top, top yeah. two. Um, <laughs> Peter, strangely enough, wasn't single. He was mm-hmm. married. So the first mm-hmm. pope was married, which is interesting. But then... Yeah. It's bad for the Catholic, you know, priesthood to be married. Makes no sense. But poor, we'll, we'll poor tackle Catholics. that one eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, so we've seen that marriage is a good thing, um, and you can obviously go ahead and look back at our previous videos for that. So why is singleness a good thing? What what are the benefits to that? Yeah, that's great. So the first reason, very obviously, which we've already covered, but it shouldn't go without saying, is that the Bible says it's a good thing. So the Bible says so. The Bible tells me so. That's right. Um, So we saw 1 Corinthians 7, but also Jesus himself will refer to this, right? And I think Paul is, in 1 Corinthians 7, maybe kind of subtly referencing Jesus in Matthew 19. Mm-hmm. Because in Matthew 19, Jesus says that you shouldn't divorce your wife. Mm-hmm. And the apostle, the disciples respond in Matthew 19.10 by saying, if such is the case um, of a man with his wife, it's better not to marry. They're saying, Jesus, this seems like a, a burden here. And if you're saying that there's no way out of marriage, essentially, mm-hmm. except for extreme cases, mm-hmm. then it's better not to marry. And he says to them, verse 11, not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. Yeah. So in other words, there are some people for whom it's better not to be married, right. but not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is teaching the same exact thing, that one one receives one gift, one opportunity, one situation that God's in control of that's going to be for his blessing and for the blessing of others, and someone else receives something different. Yeah. So that's one thing. Singleness is good because the Bible says so. Singleness can be a great thing because many marriages are extremely difficult. And I'm not at all trying to say that um, we should degrade marriage. Obviously, we we value marriage a lot, but there are many marriages that people wish they weren't in. Mm -hmm. Maybe they made a foolish decision. They were too quick. Um, But it's it's easy, I think, to see the ideal of marriage and think that that's how it would be if you were married, if you're single. But you don't know that. Many people get (laughs) into tough situations, you know? And so I'm not trying to discourage you. If you have a desire to be married, the Bible is clear. That's a good desire. You Mm -hmm. should follow that desire. But you should should not be afflicted with a grass is greener mentality. And we tend to to be this way. We think, oh, man, everyone who's married is super happy. I'm single. I'm not happy. That's just silly and foolish. And yeah. there's quite a few Proverbs. Proverbs 21, 9, 9 says, it is better to live in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> so I don't know. It looks like they live in the corner of a housetop, right. but it sounds cramped. It sounds uncomfortable. Um, and he's saying that's better than living with a quarrelsome wife. And I'm, I'm sure the same applies to a quarrelsome husband mm-hmm. or an abusive husband or whatever. So, yeah, so there yeah. are bad marriages out there. <laughs> well, it's so true, right? Because when you're when you're in a marriage, that takes that's going to take a lot of your time and a lot of your energy. And you can do that obviously for the glory of God, but you know, you're dealing with another sinful person and yeah, so there there are definitely benefits to to being single in that way, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No, so the, so there's those are two reasons, right? The Bible says so, and marriage often they're extremely challenging. The third reason why um, singleness can be a good thing is it allows you to avoid worldly troubles. Mm-hmm. And I just use that phrase, worldly troubles, because that's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, 27. Mm-hmm. He says, are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those, yet, 
Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. So Paul is trying to encourage people to consider this option of singleness, to not just think that they have to be married, by saying there are going to be worldly troubles that you will have if you're married, and you can be spared of that. And he goes on to talk about how you can be undistracted from, Mm -hmm. from God's work if you're not married. So it allows you to avoid some difficulties. And that kind of goes straight into our next point, which is that singleness frees you to serve God fully. Singleness frees you to serve God fully. So God does, doesn't ever bless us just so that we can be blessed, mm-hmm. right? So God doesn't give us wealth or time or strength just so that we can enjoy our life, but so that we can give to other people. That's and that's the same with this. So this gift of singleness is, is a blessing so you can be a blessing to others. Yeah. So whether it's marriage or singleness, that gift was given for you to increase our effectiveness for the gospel and for the kingdom of God. Right. So, we'll, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so we shouldn't, you know, you can't just say, oh, yeah, I have the gift of singleness, so I can do whatever I want on the weekends yeah. and hang out with the boys all the time, whatever it is, you know. It's like, okay, well, if that's a gift, we need to be good stewards of that gift and yeah. use it again, for the glory of God, you know, in all things. That's right. That's yeah. right. Paul says in 1 Corinthians seven thirty two, he says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of God, how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. So he's, he, what he's saying there is if you are married, you're going to be pulled in different ways, people to take care of, so that might... If you are, you know, if you're called to serve God in certain ways, it might limit your effectiveness. Yeah. So you got to be th- mindful of that and thoughtful about that. So that's why, if you don't want to be married, that's an okay thing. Maybe God is calling you to a life of radical sacrifice and doing things that married people couldn't do. Um, Matthew nineteen twelve, kind of continuing Jesus's talk about singleness, he goes on to explain and he says, "For there are eunuchs who have been, who have been so from birth." And there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this receive it. Mm-hmm. So a eunuch is somebody who is um, unable to have children, right? Mm-hmm. We'll just kind of put it that way. So sometimes this would be a slave that they would be forcibly castrated or something like that. So there are those who are born in a certain way where they can't have kids, they can't be married maybe. There are those who have have been made that way by men, and then there are those who have chosen that kind of a lifestyle. Right. So all three are important, but he's focusing on the third one. If you if you choose that, you say, "I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to have you know get married." That that can be a great thing. And so he he finishes by saying, "Let the one who is able to receive this receive it." Mm-hmm. So it's not for everyone, but it's for those who God has called to special kinds of work. Very often, yeah. So, and again, like you said, this is, we're talking about for the kingdom. We're not talking about for personal fulfillment or just delaying marriage forever out of self-indulgence, immaturity, wanting to get your ducks in a row, right? You're like (laughs) 40 years old and you still don't want to get married and have kids because, well, I have to be financially independent or something crazy. Like, no, you you absolutely don't. So if you're going to be single, maybe you should consider a radical calling of sacrifice for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go and be a missionary in a Muslim country where you might be risking your life. Yeah. Maybe you should work hard and give a ton to kingdom causes, to church plants, to um, you know new missions works, whatever it might be. Maybe you serve more than an old person would in mm-hmm. pro-life ministries. 
Yeah. I don't know what it would be for you, but um, a single life shouldn't be a life of self-indulgence. It should be one of sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice and, and just intentionality. Yeah, you know, the in married life is a life of sacrifice for the, your spouse and for your kids. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the single life should be a life of sacrifice for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's one big thing. Um, the next thing we can see f- in terms of why this is a gift is it teaches you contentment in God. Sometimes it's a difficult to be single, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a trial, but God always gives us trials for our good. James 1, 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be, compl- you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So having this trial, which I'm be struggles at times of being single, that also is meant to bless you, to teach you, to make you perfect in Jesus. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a great reason as well. And then finally, we see that singleness can be a great help in helping you seek eternal rewards. Mm-hmm. So because you don't have a legacy in terms of physical children, you have to look to a legacy in terms of spiritual children. Eternal right. investment in people's souls. Right. Isaiah 56, 4 says, Thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast to my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. So if you are serving God, even if you can't have kids, mm-hmm. that's the whole idea of eunuch again. Right. He's saying, I'm going to give you something better than sons and daughters as your legacy, as your monument, as your name. I'm going to give you an everlasting name. And we see in our, in our time now, mm-hmm. after the revelation of Jesus Christ, that we can make children by making disciples. Right. We can bring people into the family of God. As Paul, Paul, in every one of his letters, except for Romans, refers to himself as a father to the people he's writing to. Yeah. He is their father, even though he had no kids. Right? We assume yeah. that because he, he seems like he was never married. Right. Um, so if he had no kids, he had something better, which is he had spiritual children through these churches he started, through the lives that he brought to faith in Jesus, all of that. So there is eternal benefit that can be given yeah. through this. Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful thing, you know. So what you're saying is if you are single right now, then in a way you have the gift of singleness. Yeah, yeah, for the time being. And maybe you're gifted with this now, and so every person's going to have that gifting for a season of, okay, God has freed you up to serve him in special ways while you're single, but maybe it won't be a lifelong calling or a gift. And right. so, and again, the Bible is, is clear that if you desire to be married, if you burn with passion, all these things, then it's a good thing. It's not a sin at all mm-hmm. to be married. That's also a blessing from God. Yeah. But be discerning. Think about it. Pray, what is God calling you to? How can you use your time wisely now if you're single? And what is God calling you to in the future? And how can you prepare for that? Yeah, absolutely. We'll you know, talk more about that next week, how you can honor God through your singleness. Yeah, I love it. And in every season of life, praising God, glorifying Him, following after Him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's great stuff.